Traditionally, the neck has been the most difficult area to manage. And I'm not talking about surgically. That's obviously a facelift or neck lift. So if you've got a sagging uh, neck with a platysmal area, that is the bands that are the turkey gobbler hanging, that's simply a neck lift or facelift, which to me are synonymous terms. What I'm really talking about is neck skin. So the sort of the crepey, sun-damaged appearance. And what's interesting is if you look at that neck, you can actually see the demarcation of areas that have been exposed by sun. So for example, if you look at the upper neck, which is uh, has a wears a hat known as the chin, that, that over shelf of the chin oftentimes protects the upper neck from sun damage. And then the lower neck, which is not which is more exposed, and the upper chest are typically very uh, sun, sun exposed. And if you tend to wear V-necks, you'll see that it goes down all the way into the chest area and sometimes women for the, the area between the breast tissue where there, there are wrinkles. Um, and so this sun-damaged skin has been a, a, an area that has traditionally been very, very hard to manage. Um, in the past, I was focused on using fractionated CO2 laser because if you use an unfractionated laser, you can lead to scarring. The reason why the neck scars is that the um, oil glands called sebaceous uh, glands that are used to, to heal the skin are much less plentiful in the neck. And so there's a higher risk of scarring when using lasers. By doing multiple passes of light lasers, I simply did not see the results that I wanted to see in the neck. And as you know, if I do really good fillers or fat grafting, eyelid surgery, uh, facelift, and then your neck skin and chest skin looks damaged, um, that really gives away that there's an unbalanced appearance. So summary is, um, what do we do then? What, how, do we, how do we fix the neck skin? If we wanna create balance and, and a better attract, attractiveness in that area, how can, we, how can we improve that? So lasers are not the way to do it, in my opinion. So the way to do it for me is sort of breaking it down into surface damage, color, um, color appearance, and then looking at texture and wrinkles. So if we break it, break it down into those two layers, we, we think about the epidermis being more the color issues and the dermis being more the quality of skin, the wrinkles and the texture. So how do we manage epidermis? So the epidermis is the color damage on the outside. Well, first of all, you got to limit your sun exposure. If you continue to get sun exposure, you can't treat the epidermis because one, the color will come back um, and the discoloration and the, and the areas there. So if you love playing golf, then I would say wear a turtleneck or wear a high, high collar and try to limit the exposure during the day. Um, and if you do love the sun, then any treatment I do for the epidermis is really going to fail because it's going to come back. So the way to treat the epidermis is through a combination of a bleaching cream that I call Bright Now, which is a very inexpensive, easy uh, product that makes things better. IPL technology that can help manage some of the vascular, in other words, the, the red blush, the discoloration, etc. cetera. Uh, and, and also just light therapies, nothing very heavy, not big lasers, big therapies, but IPL, um, which is basically like a photofacial, uh, which doesn't really have much downtime or this bleaching cream to me are my two methods that I go to to help with the surface epidermal damage. Now, part of the epidermis is also just texture and there's, that, there's a part of that as well, but I'm going to call that damage more epidermal, I mean, sorry, more dermal. So like pores, texture, crepiness, especially when you like move your arms or move your chest, you see those vertical striations coming down, those wrinkles that come down that you don't like. So the way I do that is through two methods. One is radiofrequency microneedle or RF microneedle. Microneedle by itself to me does very little. 
you need to heat up the dermis using radio frequency device, and that makes such a big, big, big difference. Um, and then this, and so with a few treatments done as an office-based therapy, the 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 dermis starts to tighten and become thicker, like it was in, in its youth. And so what happens is the device I use where the, the needles go through the skin and engages and has a vacuum seal so that the needles, when they heat up, they don't der- damage the epidermis or create issues on the surface like burn injuries and things like that, can heat up the dermis and then in- disengage with the release of the vacuum and it moves on. And so you can see the square pattern. So it follows very, very effectively across that across the skin. Uh, and after a few sessions, you'll start to see that area start to get better and tighter. The other technique I use is which is called mesotox, which is basically a dilute Botox, dilute botulinum toxin, which is the same thing you think about when you're treating the upper face with uh, Botox to get wrinkles. And what's very interesting, if you look at people that have had really, really excellent Botox, but extensive sun damage, is that their lower face, neck, and chest actually begin to look much older than their upper third of their face. And to me, it's a dead giveaway they've had Botox because the area that you should have the most wrinkles, which is the upper third of the face, has the fewest wrinkles and the lower third of the face or lower two thirds of the face and the neck and the chest looks so much older. And I use this photo of this woman from the New York Times I saw that has like flawless upper 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 facial skin with no wrinkles, pores, texture, tone. She has no vascular lesions. Everything's been cleaned by Botox. And and, and the lower third of the lower two thirds of the face and the neck and chest look like 30 years older. And so the question then is, well, how do you manage that? Well, Botox, botulinum toxin or Botox has incredible rejuvenative capacities, not only just toward wrinkles and crepiness and collagen regeneration, long-term improvement, not just the three-month fix that you've been told by your med spa or someone else that really is not educated in understanding Botox, but it provides deep collagen regeneration. It also can limit, I, can't, I, I always say can, because in your situation with one or two treatments, I can't promise you it's gonna do that, but you've done a lot of uh, years of Botox, you'll, you'll see that your skin is significantly better. So it can improve the vascularity. Vascularity means those, those weird red blushes that go across the skin, that's a sign of, of sun damage. It can manage dyschromias, which fancy medical term describe color issues. As I just said, hey, I, I, I try to divide this into epidermis and dermis, and the botulinum toxin or Botox is trying to manage the deeper tissues, but no, it also manages the epidermis. It can manage quality of skin on the surface as well. So with a few of these dilute Botox injections into the, into the skin, you should start seeing some remarkable improvements. If you say, well, where should I go? RF microneedle or uh, Botox. What's interesting is the two together are like Reese's peanut butter cups minus the calories. They work synergistically together. They improve the skin incredibly well. And that's what I really, to me, they're the best together. But for someone on on a smaller budget, I do the RF microneedle. Someone has a little bit more generous budget, I do the Botox, uh, the the dilute Botox into the neck. And the combination together is incredible, as I said. So these therapies really work well. Now, what's interesting was with a a, a neck or facelift, a lot of that tissue that's sagging should be improved. But a, a neck lift or facelift doesn't manage surface damage to the skin or crepiness. So that's an area that really needs its own independent therapy. And some people that have had a facelift come back and do these minor treatments. And some people that are not ready for a facelift, they do these minor treatments. And some people, um, 
you know, so it's either before, after, or in lieu of, but it's not going to manage sagging neck tissues, sort of like if you're talking about like the banding of the neck or the jowls, this is not, it's not strong enough to lift all of that. It's just, man, it's just here to manage the surface damage to that neck and chest area.